You are listening to the Golf Science Lab podcast. My name is Cordy Walker, and I'm on a mission to figure out how to improve the way that we learn and get better at golf. I've been able to travel all over the world talking with leaders in the industry, from instructors to researchers to golfers themselves, learning how they're getting better at golf and what that means for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are talking about something that you might have seen, but maybe didn't notice it. Towards the end of this year, out on tour, you saw some guys with this uh, like white-colored band around their wrist while they were playing. In fact, Rory was wearing it when he won the tour championship. JT had it on a number of times as well. And I was really curious about what the heck this thing was. And it's called Whoop, W-H-O-O-P. Wear it on your wrist and it's a fitness tracker. Tracks a bunch of different stats, has an app. And I started looking into it and it is like, it's fascinating. Just coming to golf, but it's been in a lot of other sports. LeBron James is a heavy user of it. Other bunch of athletes. You should check out their website for, you know, additional info, but really excited to sit down with Will Ahmed, the founder of Whoop, and talk with him a little bit about what he's learned, some stories, some really cool stories from from players, uh, specifically in golf, and kind of what makes them different and the metrics that are really going to help people perform better. I've been wearing it here. I was just looking. This is the my fifth day in a row that I've got data, and it's already like changed some of the conversations that I'm having because, for one, I'm learning that I don't sleep enough. My recovery isn't great. And if I really want to perform at my best, for me, that means with with work, with interviews like you hear, with different things like that, I should be getting recovered more so I can perform better on each day. It's already like great awareness for myself. And I am excited to share this with you because you're going to learn a lot more. Another cool thing is they're going to sponsor the podcast because they, they think that this is really going to help golfers. So it's going to be a really cool kind of sponsorship here. And we're going to learn more about Whoop. But yes, let's get into this with the founder, Will Ahmed, talking about how golfers are using Whoop. All right, Will. So let's start with uh, kind of a simple question here. But what's going on? Why are we seeing so many players, Rory, Justin Thomas, Scott Stallings? Why are they wearing the band? And it's just kind of like popped up here this year, it seems like uh, on the PGA Tour. Well, look, I think first it's helpful to understand what we do. And our mission really at Whoop is is to unlock human performance. So we believe that every individual has an inner potential that you can tap into if you can better understand their body. At Whoop, we've built technology across hardware and software and analytics really designed to continuously understand the body. And we started Years ago, working with the best professional athletes in the world, two of our first hundred users were people like LeBron James and Michael Phelps. And, uh, you know, we've worked with Navy SEALs. We've worked with really the top Olympians. So really elite athletes of all kinds. And then over time, we started working with consumers. And, and since broadening in the consumer market, we've actually seen a lot of growth again to professional sports and in turn, especially professional golf. And so to your point, yeah, guys like Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Scott Stallings, Scott McCarron, and many more. So it's been fascinating to see. It's exciting for us to see, obviously. I think when you look at a sport like golf, you're dealing with a lot more stress and strain on the body than people appreciate, right? Like what Whoop is doing is we're continuously measuring how you sleep, how you recover, and the stress that you put on your body. 
And in particular, we're trying to help people manage strain and recovery together. So think about it this way. If your body's more recovered, you want to take on more stress. If your body's less recovered, you actually want to take on less stress. And while this sounds really obvious, you can only manage what you measure. And a lot of people out there are just flying blind. They don't realize how sleep's affecting their body. They don't know if their body's run down or not. And so that's where it comes in. Can you paint a picture? Like make it, I don't know if you have any stories or if you can make one up, but like what's a before and after? Like if, if I, you know, I'm a competitive golfer, I'm trying to perform at my best, you know, at particular times, paint a picture for me. Like how am I using the data? How is Whoop helping me to play better? Yeah. So the first thing to understand is that Whoop is trying to live a step ahead of you. So you wake up in the morning with this recovery score from zero to hundred percent red, yellow, green, and that's telling you how much strain your body's prepared to take on. If you have a high recovery, Whoop recommends you take on a lot of strain. If you have a low recovery, Whoop recommends you take on less. And then over the course of the day, Whoop is going to measure your strain. That could be in the form of daily activity, stress, it could be exercise, it could be golf, right? And at the end of the day, we look at the strain that's accumulated on your body and we'll tell you how much sleep you need to recover for tomorrow. So within each one of those moments that I just described, there's a lot of different actions that an individual can take, especially a golfer. So I just had Scott McCarran on the Whoop podcast, and we were talking about this. So Scott was saying that when he's in a tournament, he wants to have a green recovery every day. So he wants his body to be as recovered as possible. He therefore is trying to get as much sleep as possible. He's trying to go to bed and wake up at the same times. What happens sometimes, though, is he may have an extra stressful round or maybe he's, you know, his mind's wandering and he's feeling the stress of, uh, you know, the psychology of being in the lead. And he may wake up on a Sunday in the lead and have a red recovery, you know, signaling that his body's run down. And so what Scott will do is he'll actually change his whole warm up, his whole morning routine based on having a lower recovery. So now that he knows his body's run down, he was saying to me that he'll actually, he'll drive to the course in the morning slower. He'll focus on breathing a lot more. So he'll actually meditate in the morning for a longer period of time than he otherwise normally would. And his warm-up routine, he'll actually make much shorter, which is interesting, right? A guy's run down. He's thinking, okay, I want to conserve my energy and I'm, I'm not going to warm up as much. So that's a very specific example and there's a lot more. The idea, though, is that by measuring your body, you can manage a lot of things around it. No, that's fascinating. I, I love that because, you know, a lot of people would just think that we got to lock into a particular routine and repeat it every time. However, there's a lot of other factors that can, you know, play into how we want to prepare to compete. Right. And th this is a huge one of them if we're you know, if we slept really poorly or, you know, didn't recover well. I love that. What a great story. You know, I think there's a lot of different versions of that story, too. One thing that golfers are also trying to do on Whoop is figure out how over the course of a four-day tournament, they can actually continue to be recovering each day. You know, Justin Thomas was telling me how obsessed he is with sleep. This is a guy who will just get up in the middle of dinner to go to bed if he feels like he's not going to bed at the appropriate time because he knows that he has to get a certain number of hours of sleep in order to feel that recovered, in order to feel, you know, peak on the day of the tournament or, you know, even on the weekends, right? Uh, he was saying that he actually had a green recovery 
on the Sunday of leading the BMW tournament. I think that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. You know, normally when you're leading the tournament, you're going to feel an additional level of stress. In his case, it was the opposite because he's figured out ways to to train his body and, and to use whoop. That's really cool. Is, is that something, you know, kind of that recovery and the sleep piece that people pay attention to outside of like specific performance, like a tournament or competitive event as well? Is that something that, you know, they, Justin, for instance, continues to be, you know, so particular about outside of a kind of a performance environment? Well, I think that I think the reality is that if you're a professional athlete, you're not a professional athlete for four hours when you're on the golf course. You're not just a professional athlete then. You're a professional athlete 24-7. And so the decisions that you're making the day before the round, the decisions that you're that you're making the morning of the round, all of these things affect you as a professional athlete. And by the way, I believe now, with all the work that I've done with professional athletes, they actually matter a lot more than that the four hours you're on the golf course. Because the reality is there's so much focus on your swing and your tempo and your grip and your gear, and no one's talking about the rest of it. Like, hey, did you just go to bed at a reasonable time last night? Did you get the slow wave sleep and the REM sleep to really repair your body? What did you eat in the morning? How caffeinated are you? Because the reality is those things might affect your game way more than all these other details that you've probably, you know, spent 99.9% of your time thinking about. Now, I think there's a big shift in professional sports right now, not just golf, to be more focused on the things I'm talking about. And in a lot of ways, that's where Whoop comes in because we're focused on measuring the body 24-7. I guess I'm assuming this, but most of us don't recover good enough and most of us don't sleep well enough, right? We're lacking in both of those. Is that what you see with the majority of, of athletes? The reality is everyone has a baseline and that baseline's rarely as good as it can be. And then you figure out all the ways to improve your baseline. And I'll give you a few examples of how you can put this into action. So let's say, Corey, you get on Whoop and you find that you spend eight hours in bed but you only actually get six hours of sleep. What does that mean? It means that of the eight hours you're spending in bed, two hours of it, you're actually awake, whether it's sleep disturbances or just you know your, your body's awake during the sleep. And by the way, a lot of the time you can't feel this. It's all just subconscious stuff. So right there, we're going to figure out, okay, how can we make Cordy sleep more efficiently? Typically, sleep efficiency is affected by things like diet, it's affected by how cold your room is, it's affected by how dark your room is, noise levels, is the air in your room clean? All of those things can affect sleep efficiency. Separately, it may turn out you spend eight hours in bed and you get seven and a half hours of sleep, but it takes you 30 minutes to fall asleep. Okay, well, let's focus on that for a second. So how do you make it so a guy falls asleep very quickly? Maybe his mind's wandering or he just has a problem with falling asleep. It turns out there's certain supplements that are good for that, melatonin being one of them, magnesium being one of them. There's certain glasses that you can wear to block blue light that help you fall asleep faster. 
So just right there, two very simple high-level concepts. All of a sudden, there's all sorts of things you can change to try to improve them. And we're not even talking yet about slow-wave sleep and REM sleep, which are, by the way, the most important periods of time to help your body recover. So slow-wave sleep is one 95% of your body's human growth hormone is produced right? HGH. People think they get stronger in the gym. Wrong. They break their muscles down in the gym. You get stronger during slow wave sleep because that's when you're repairing your muscles. A golfer who's trying to really ingrain a certain swing, really trying to ingrain a certain movement, they need slow wave sleep to put that into action, to get the benefits of all their practice. REM sleep is arguably just as important for golfers uh, because it's your mind repairing. And you and I both know how mentally stressful and psychologically demanding golf is. So another example here is, okay, you spend eight hours in bed, you get seven and a half hours of sleep, but it turns out the seven and a half hours is mostly light sleep. You're only getting an hour of REM and slow wave total. Whereas some of the people you're competing against, maybe you're getting three or four hours of REM and slow wave. I do not want to be competing against someone who got three or four hours of REM and slow wave sleep when I got one hour. I'm just telling you right now, that's a huge disadvantage. I'd rather play with 13 clubs than have that disadvantage. <laughs> I'm serious. It's yeah. that big of a disadvantage. And so this is how you can look at this from a new angle and all of a sudden realize, wow, there are a lot of ways to elevate my game. So when we look at sleep, we kind of establish a baseline. Right. And then look at ways to improve that. Is that typically, you know, what one should do here as they're going through some of this and start tracking all this? Yeah. Look, the first step is just start collecting this information, right? Start figuring out how much you sleep, how well do you recover, how much stress are you putting on your body. And then what happens is you start to realize certain things. Okay. When I eat this meal before bed, my recovery is worse the next day or I don't sleep as well gosh, if I have that extra glass of wine at dinner or two extra beers, oh, okay, wow, look what happened to my recovery the next day. When I travel a lot, I mean, let's keep in mind, these guys are traveling all the time, right? When I travel, how am I able to offset time zones? How am I able to keep my body sharp? So these are the sorts of things that you start to just naturally understand because you've now got data to back it up. Gotcha. No, it's it's fascinating. I have had my whoop band for a couple days here. So I was just looking back. I've got one day it's like 66%, another day it's 84%. And so, yeah, seeing exactly what you talked about, like more time in bed than, you know, quality sleep that you're getting. And then my wife's having a baby in a couple weeks. So I don't know if mine's going to get any better here over the next uh, few months. But <laughs> look, we've seen, yeah, we've seen that, man. I mean, newborn's tough uh, yeah. and it affects performance. There's no question. But, uh, but look, there's ways to manage around it too. So it'll be interesting. You'll at least have some baseline data before the newborn and then uh, deering. So so we've talked about sleep could you dive into the recovery a little bit and maybe define that for us? Cause I'm, you know, I'm just looking back here, you know, I've got a couple days, like one was at 30% another was at like 12% recovery. And so what does that mean? And, and how do you establish that? So look, it's zero to hundred percent red, yellow, green, the higher, the better, if you're trying to perform on a specific day. 
And what it's doing is it's encompassing things like heart rate variability, resting heart rate, and quality of sleep. So, for example, why wouldn't you just want your recovery score to be based on sleep? Well, we both know that you can get sick and spend 10 hours in bed. That doesn't mean you're recovered, right? There's other things happening internally that WHOOP can measure that would still signal that even though this person got a ton of sleep, their body's actually crushed. And there's a lot of different nuances to that. The most important thing that we measure is heart rate variability. This is a statistic that previously you had to have an electrocardiogram to be able to measure, and we've been able to put it in a very small sensor. And we measure as accurately as an ECG. And heart rate variability is this lens into your autonomic nervous system. And your autonomic nervous system is effectively trying to figure out how balanced your body is, how recovered your body is. So your nervous system consists of sympathetic and parasympathetic activity. And these things are always in competition. So sympathetic's activation, it's like triggering your heart rate up, blood pressure up, respiration up. It's what's happening when you're stressed or you're uh, engaging in exercise or you're thinking about something or even when you inhale, that's sympathetic. Parasympathetic's all the opposite. Heart rate down, blood pressure down, respiration down. It's what's happening when you're trying to fall asleep. It's what's happening when your mind's a little bit more at rest. It's what's happening as the offset to sympathetic. And you want for every sympathetic to have a parasympathetic response. That's a sign that actually your body is repaired, it's rested, it's restored, it's not under too much stress. And in turn, when you have this balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic, you actually have a higher heart rate variability. And WHOOP is measuring heart rate variability every day. We're baselining you. And then we figure out in a given day, is your heart rate variability higher or lower than usual? And that will be reflected in how recovered you are. Define real quickly, if I want to perform at my best, uh, let's say tomorrow, I need my recovery score to be really good today. Is that right? Or when are we looking at that? You're looking at your recovery every morning. So you're focused right now on how can you make your recovery tomorrow morning high if tomorrow morning you want to perform well. And Whoop also has a sleep coach where you can tell Whoop your goal for tomorrow. So maybe you want to peak tomorrow. Whoop will then make a recommendation for how much time in bed you need to spend to get your hours of sleep. Gotcha. And lastly, let's, let's talk about strain. Could you define that quickly of, of what strain is? So strain is looking at over periods of time, how elevated is your heart rate during that period of time? So it's primarily measuring cardiovascular load. And for example, if you're at 200 max heart rate, and if you're, you have a max heart rate of 200, that's like your personal baseline. And right now you play golf at 160 beats per minute on average versus someone else who's playing at 120 beats per minute. Well, guess what? You're going to have a higher strain during that period of golf than the person who's operating at 120. And so Whoop is able to quickly measure your heart rate against your personal baseline, so things like maximum heart rate, anaerobic threshold, resting heart rate, and we can tell you just in a quick snapshot in one number how much strain you've put on your body during any period of time. 
So, for example, a lot of the professional golfers we've talked about will tell me that when they're in contention in a tournament, their strain will be much higher than if they're not. They'll also tell me that a Thursday round might be a lower strain round than a Sunday round. And by the way, a practice round may be a lower strain than a Thursday round, right? So, you know, those are some of the different ways to look at it. I think what golfers underestimate is how much strain they're actually putting on their body by just hitting at the range for four hours or six hours. These are guys that are actually chronically overtraining their body. Scott Stallings literally had uh, chronic disease where his body was just run down all the time. And he made an enormous number of lifestyle changes. And now you look at the guy, he's totally shredded. He looks 10 years younger than he did 10 years ago. And he's playing some of the best golf in his life. Absolutely. So kind of an interesting question. We talk a lot about like practice and, and learning here at Golf Science Lab. And one of the concepts is we want our practice to be like our performance environment, right? So obviously there's a lot of strain because of the pressure and the stress and all this stuff, right? And you'd see that in the data, like you just said. Is there any way to do that in a healthy manner during practice to help replicate some of that that you've that you've heard of? Well, I think what you're asking is how can an individual, like through whoop terms, right? If you know a round's gonna be more stressful, how can you train your body ahead of time to prepare for that. Yep. So if a practice round is no matter what going to be lower strain than a Sunday round, how can you simulate that in practice, right? Correct. Yeah. And let's say not necessarily like the week of a tournament, right? But you're at home yeah, practicing your or life. something. Yep. So one thing guys, uh, and some people actually may do this already today with whoop is they'll try to walk faster between shots to get their heart rate more elevated to simulate their heart rate that they feel actually during a final round, right? So that's the kind of thing that would actually help simulate the level of strain, simulate maybe how your, how your body is feeling when you're standing over that shot, but then in turn allows you to think about, okay, how can I, how can I get my heart rate down right now during the shot? How can I introduce visualization or meditation to bring myself back down? So that's one idea. Yeah. So you see strain also of guys just they're spending too long hitting too many balls necessarily just mindlessly as well. That also shows up as a high level of strain. Is that correct that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And by the way, the injuries go with it, right? Like you're talking about a lot of injuries on the PGA Tour. And this is not a contact sport, let's remind ourselves. So all of this in one way or another is self-inflicted. And I think there's a lot of things too to do, like to make sure that your body is recovering from that strain. You see a lot of guys now using a product called Normatec, which helps, you know, improve blood flow. I think flexibility is making its way onto the tour in a bigger way. You know, so it's just being, I think, really thoughtful about why am I hitting that extra hour of shots? Because if there's anything I've seen, it's that golfers are more likely to be overdoing it than underdoing it. Maybe give us some hacks or some thoughts on how do we improve our recovery? How do we improve our sleep? Like what are some of the, the tactics or tools or whatnot that you've heard people using to, to help improve those? 
Absolutely. So I'll start with things that are generally good for everyone. And then I'll talk about some things that we've seen work for some people, but not for others. Okay. Because the key here is you're trying to figure out what's right for you. And by the way, there's not one size that fits all. So with that said, here are some things that generally work for everyone. First is let's talk about sleep. You want to try to eat at least two to three hours before going to bed. Alcohol is generally always bad. If you're going to drink alcohol, it's better to do it as many hours as possible before sleep because as you drink alcohol closer to sleep, it it screws up your sleep cycles. If you're someone who has trouble falling asleep, I would ask you to consider blue light blocking glasses, wearing those a couple hours before bed because these glasses block the blue light that really stimulates our minds. So if you're looking at your cell phone close to bed, if you're watching television, if you're looking at an iPad, all of these screens are producing blue light, which keeps your mind awake and stimulates you in ways that you may not necessarily feel. Blue light blocking glasses in turn block that light and help you fall asleep sooner. Products like melatonin and magnesium, those are over-the-counter supplements that I use personally. I try not to use them every night, but they're products that can help you fall asleep and sort of calm your mind. In general, I think the colder your bedroom, the better. I sleep at about 65 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which my wife doesn't necessarily appreciate, (laughs) but I'm telling you, you'll sleep better in a colder room. Darker the better. I recommend wearing an eye mask, especially if you're in a hotel and you're traveling. There's just a lot of unnecessary lights in your room. Sometimes the shades aren't dark enough. So that can definitely that can definitely help. And then, you know, making sure the room's quiet is also quite important. Now, in terms of things that we see people do that often help, meditation often helps whether it's it's breathing before bed, whether it's being someone who's just mindful throughout the day and has some kind of a meditation practice, that often is going to help your sympathetic and parasympathetic balance that we talked about before. Let's see what else we got here. You know, some people take products that work for them. CBD right now is popular. I was talking to Scott McCarran recently. He says he, he swears by his CBD gummies because once he started taking them, He saw he got more slow wave sleep and more REM sleep on Whoop. I haven't done it myself. Other people say it didn't work for them. But this is herein lies the magic of measuring these things. You can now see what works for you. What what else we got? Some people like reading a book before bed. You know, mostly hydration is good. You don't want to be dehydrated drinking water before bed. I even recommend drinking water first thing in the morning. I think that's I think that's a pretty healthy. healthy practice. And then I would say more on the the sort of exercise sports side of, of things, you know, exercising really close to bedtime, that can affect your recovery the next day. Trying to go to bed and wake up at the same time, we've actually seen that's quite important. It's called sleep consistency. So that's something to do when you're traveling to try to think about going to bed and waking up at the same time. And, uh, and look, you know, uh, to you and your listeners, Go out there and figure out something that works for you that I haven't said, and and I'd love to hear about it. Awesome. Any other uh, interesting anecdotes or stories from any golfers to pass on? Your one from Justin Thomas earlier was was awesome. Any any other ones pop to mind for you? Well, I've had some golfers send me their recovery the day after winning a tournament, and let's just say maybe they stayed up late and had a lot to drink 
you can see them with a really low red recovery, which I think is funny. Gotcha. Anything else to hit on here? We talked about strain, recovery, sleep. Is there anything that we've missed in this conversation that you think is important for, for golfers? Well, one thing that's unique about the Whoop technology is you can wear it in different areas of your body. So you can wear it on your wrist, you can wear it on your right arm or your left arm, doesn't matter. You can also wear it on your forearm or you can wear it on your bicep. And so some people, you know, depending on what activities they're doing, they may wear it in different locations. We see most of our professional golfers just wearing it on their wrist, but others will move it around depending on what activities they're doing. So that's something that's pretty unique to the technology. The other thing I'll say is that we're not a watch. It doesn't have a screen on it. And what's nice about that is it makes it a passive monitor. And for people, especially who are playing golf, who want to stay focused, I think it can be distracting to have a screen and to, to have something that is maybe giving you information in real time that you don't necessarily need to know. For sure. For sure. Well, here's my day to day is I've got room to grow. I did not get enough sleep last night. It means I'm just getting by today. And um, your body may struggle to take on strain. Consider a light strain day under 10. That's what I'm working on today. There you go. Um, after uh, after yesterday and last night. So, Will, thanks so much for hanging out here for a little bit. What's the best spot for people to like watch a video, check out some information, hear about some of the the research and data behind what you all do? Yeah, I would say check us out at whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com. You know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. That's at whoop. We put a lot of content out there. If people want to interact with me, my, my handle is just at Will Ahmed. That's W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D. And I'm happy to respond to any questions that people have. Awesome. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It was awesome to chat with Will and learn about Whoop. That's W-H-O-O-P. And if you are going to check it out and pick one up, use the code GSL, code GSL, 15% off on your membership, which is really nice of them. So thanks, guys. And make sure to stay tuned. We're going to be hearing more over the, the coming months here about that shortly as I as I dive in more to, to learn about it. So thank you so much for listening. This episode was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions, and we will see you all next week.